That's Tyler Ramsey from his new album, New Lost Ages. The former Band of Horses guitarist has just released his fifth solo album, and it's a beauty. We found Tyler at home in Asheville, North Carolina, and asked him how it felt to finally release this collection of songs that he's described as an album of hope and despair. I'm feeling good. You know, it's um, it's getting so it's getting to be busy again, which I, uh-huh. I haven't had in quite a while. You know, my last record was before the pandemic, and yep, and I didn't get to tour it as long as I had hoped, and so I've been. I've been home and I'm really uh, excited and nervous, you okay. know, to get out and support this record uh, just to see how things go. And, um, but I have high hopes. I think, I think we, uh, you know, I, I'm putting a lot of effort into it. And, and obviously the record, we, we put tons of love into that record. So it's, uh, I, I think it turned out really, really nice. So I'm hoping people get to hear it. Right. And when you say we, I assume you're talking about, uh, well, you have a little power trio that I think you you play with on the record, and your producer is Phil Eck. So, is that the kind of team that you're referring to there? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think everybody that was involved, but uh, I think that we was referring to probably me and Phil, uh, right? just as the as the ones that you know were communicating back and forth and and planning it from the start, you know. Um, but I mean, even everyone everyone that's been helping me work on getting them, you know, figuring out a way to get the music out into the world. But right. yeah, I, th- I think Phil re- was really caring in, in how he approached this record. I think he really wanted the best for it. So that was, uh, and that's what we got. I, right. I think. So you've worked with him before. Um, what What is it about him and what, what he brings to the table that appeals to you? Well, he, so yeah, he was involved early on in the, in that, infinite arms record uh band of horses but he left the project um mm-hmm. but i noticed i mean i i learned so much from him in that brief amount of time uh just about dialing and guitar sounds and watching him try to get the right drum sound and right and how patient he was he was he was really patient you know with with a bunch of people that were kind of off the rails a little bit so he uh <laughs> Yeah, he did a he did a good job until he decided it was not going to work out, so he left. But um, yeah, I just you know his records are are gorgeous, and they're you know uh, such a big part of my life, and and a lot of people I know just like had their minds blown by the records that Phil's made in the past. So it's uh, when I I randomly bumped into him out in Seattle, and he. Uh, came to I was I was out there to play a show with Carl Bramel and um Phil saw me walking down the road and texted me and uh and ended up coming by after the show and we talked and I handed him a copy of my last record for the morning right and he, he really liked it and um so we I, I was like man I would love to do a record with you sometime and and after he listened to that record he was like yeah let's 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 do it so we just kind of like worked towards that for quite a while and then finally you know uh, made it happen <laughs> right okay uh so you recorded up in seattle and um yeah. you have a couple other musicians playing with you uh morgan and sean it looks like uh, i believe uh, so who who found them it was that phil or was that you or did you guys that, kind of do that it was phil i i had some people that i play with here in town that i was going to bring out there but phil 
it's Morgan Henderson. He he's a member of the Fleet Foxes. Right. Um, he played bass on my record, and uh, Sean Lane, who is currently playing drums for Heart. Uh, <laughs> All right. And you know, is just so Phil had had worked with those two guys in the studio quite a bit, and just knew you know. I didn't have like a bottomless budget. I was funding it myself. So I, I, uh, you know, he, he was like, I know these guys are fantastic and they, they work, you know, they're, they're going to be, do a great job. And he's like, I know them, they're here in town. Let's use them. And, and he wanted to use the studios that he was familiar with, like a vast. And, um, so we ended up doing it on, on his turf, which I was, the whole idea of working with Phil was that I was going to hand over control to him with, with, you know, what yep. he thought the songs needed to be. And, and that was part of it. And I, and I was nervous to get in there with those guys cause I hadn't been playing with people for a while. So it just kind of to walk in and have these two guys that I knew were like just phenomenal musicians. Uh, it, you know, at first a little bit of nerves and then it just really worked out really quickly. And, and we locked in and, and had the rhythm, you know, the basic tracks done in a week. So. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Now that there's 10 songs that com comprise the album. Um, a few of them have been around for a little while. I think um, the flare, you probably first started playing back in 2020. So uh, um, what is it about these 10 songs that ties them together for you? Well, they were all, I mean, they were written in a, I, I feel like I always write a record in a, in a window of time that feels like it's a cohesive uh, representation of who I am at that time, you know? Right, right. Um, so these were all written in that, you know, uh, in that window of time. Um, I, I was surprised that I was playing Flair. I was playing Flair at that time. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, 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 I, the reason I found out is I was looking through Setless FM, and somebody, oh, wow. and it, it, somebody claimed that uh, yeah, it was the second time you'd have played it in one of the setlists in 2020. So, oh, cool! So that's awesome. I don't yeah. know if it's true, but <laughs> entirely possible. That it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no. I I usually come up with a song that uh, like after I tour an album that's when you kind of like can let go finally of the, of those, the songs that you've been working on. And then yep. I feel like this, that new creative spark happens and it usually happens like just with one song. And I'm like, Oh, here's, here's the song that's going to lead into the next mm. album. And and so, you know, that those all kind of came one after another. And, and next thing I knew I was ready to reach out and see if Phil wanted to, you know, produce all of them. Okay. So it leads off with a tune called These Ghosts. Why did you choose that to kick things off? Get out These ghosts Let them out Let them all go Nobody here Can control I, you know, I think it it pretty well explains the feeling of a lot of the songs. Like it, it definitely has it has the the meaning behind it that 
is carried through a lot of these songs, which is like kind of passing through dark times, moving forward, allowing yourself to let go of things that have been weighing you down and, and things like that. So that's a simple version of whatever it is. But yep. um, yeah, and then Phil, Phil really thought that should be the lead off track, he, you know, and I think I agreed too. I, I think it really, even from the start when I was kind of like, uh starting to sequence it in my head that one was always first on the list it's just kind of like i think it gets your attention in a cool way and just kind of really like leads into what what the album is mm -hmm. i i noticed there's a line some referring to some poisonous years in that song and then later on you have a song called poisonous summer so something toxic <laughs> going on that we need to know about <laughs> i mean yeah i you know those could be <laughs> those could be representative representative of of different things you know we all we all went through the pandemic time so that the poison of summer could be something that came out of that i mean it's not completely that i don't want to like just call it a pandemic song but it it you know um and then poisonous years for me to drag around yeah i mean there's you know there were definitely like some some dark times towards the end of like band of horses and and not getting along and and things like that that just weren't feeling healthy and yeah. and and it you know so that that kind of to me that was part of it but it's also a lot it's just a lot of things i mean i i feel like my life is constantly moving in and out of and everyone's life you know you're moving in and out of of trouble into something easier and you're moving in and out of darkness and delight and that's just kind of my reoccurring thing that that ends up getting into most of my songs you know in, in whatever way it does but yeah mm -hmm. okay and the title track new lost ages is another one that's kind of an older tune i think um and it seems like a cautionary tale what are you warning us about there's a steady bell that's ringing out It echoes high up these mountains on the valley wind And I heard it torn out a warning for the way we've been And I believe that everyone could hear it if they just lean in I mean, you know, I... I <laughs> It's a. Uh, uh, have you have you watched the news? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'll tell yeah. you, being an American uh, watching the news from New Zealand puts a whole new perspective on everything. So it's yeah, really yeah. interesting. So, so yeah. how political of an animal are you? Uh, you know, I I, I try to keep my head out of it um, <laughs> as much as I can because. Uh, I don't know. I think I think that we tend to uh, right now in in our society or tend to like be over uh, oversaturated with everything, you know. Right. So it's it's easy to like bury your head in that kind of stuff and and lose your hope. Uh, but I I have children and I ha have the desire to live a happy life myself, and I want to I want them to see me. Uh, with hope and and you know desire to like 
see what's going to happen in 10 years, you know, like uh, it, build, build a life that is beautiful. So I try to like dabble in all that stuff just to n not be completely unaware. Uh -huh. And I don't try to sh completely shelter my kids, but I think, um, I don't know. I think there's a fine line that you have to walk when you're, when you're uh, processing all the things that are fed to us all the time. Right. Right. And do you spend a lot of time online on social media on digging as, around through stuff? As little as, uh, as I can, you right. know, I, it's unfortunately it's a requirement uh, right. as a, as a musician, you know, right. or a, cre a creative person, we're all kind of like tied into that um, for our, for our jobs, you know? So it's, uh, you know, my wife's a doll maker and she, has to be on there all the time. And and I'm, you know, as a musician, I have to yep. now help promote the shows and do everything I can to promote the record and build my audience through those outlets. And uh, so that's why I get on there. I'm, and it doesn't, lots of times I, I'm not happy about it. I, I don't see a lot on there that feeds my soul or whatever. I My favorite thing I can get out of like, getting on Instagram is like somebody introducing me to a new record that came out, you know, right. that, that, that's when I get excited. I'm like, Oh man, I never heard that. And I'll go listen to it. And a lot of times like, yeah, I, I found some really cool music from just people uh, recommending things or talking about things they've been listening to. I, I just think that's the best part uh -huh. or like finding some beautiful visual artist that, just is is inspiring you know on there or a photographer or things like that but uh, yeah now i assume with the record coming out you're going to be interacting in real time with real people instead of online so yes. you're looking for, are you do you look forward to that or i assume you're going to be out on the road and playing some shows and meet and greets and all that stuff yeah i mean i love i love it i there's some there's such like a magic to playing a show and then talking to the people that were there afterwards. And they're, you know, the people that want to stick around and talk. Um, I always hang out, you know, I, I feel like, uh, I don't know, music is, is important to people. And I feel like some people connect to what I do in a way that if I get to hear their story about how it helped them through a hard time, or if it, you know, if they played it at their wedding or something like that, I, I love, I love that kind of stuff. And I love meeting people and more and more. I just, yeah, having conversations and those moments that shows like make up for all the hours of things you have to do to get to the show. You know, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yep. I, I like to drag that part out as much as possible. Like I, I will play a lot of music and I will talk to a lot of people and then, you know, on to like the driving and checking into a hotel and all that other part, which is the part that's you know a little more difficult now getting back to the record you i mentioned briefly there's a tune called poisonous summer seems to have some strings on it and it's also seven minutes long so do you look at that as kind of a the centerpiece even though it's near the end of the record is uh, is something that uh, is an important tune for you the way that i
feel like that that one turned out beautifully. Um, a friend of mine, Scott Scott Moore, is a violin player, and he he used to live in Louisville, Kentucky, and he played on my last record for the morning. Um, and then he he and his wife moved out to the Northeast, and um, but he just I, I reached out to him. And I was like, hey, do you want to play on some of these songs? And I I sent him that one and he just created this beautiful i mean the part in the middle was interesting and it was very cool and i had ideas about what it could be right. but when i heard when it, when he sent me back the arrangement that he did in that middle section i just was blown away and continued to get goosebumps uh every time i listened to his parts he played on like three or four songs on the record and just uh just made me so happy you know i love i love just like sending something off to somebody that that i trust and like having them send back something that just blows my mind i, I think that's just such an entertaining part of of making records uh i had that happen with um well i was in the room with carl bramel he played uh some pedal steel and some guitars and yeah. stuff like that when when uh, on this record and uh and then russ paul uh is a pedal steel player in nashville who was like a big session guy and he played on my last record as well. And I just, he played on, uh, where were you on this record? And just uh -huh. his part just made me so happy. You know, I just like <laughs> get so excited when I get to hear it mixed in with the rest of the stuff. Right. So when you're out on the road, how are you going to recreate what, or, or do you try to recreate or do you remake it when you're playing? Live? Um, I like to recreate it. Uh, it, it really, my goal in writing songs is uh is that they can live on a guitar and a vocal like if i'm playing acoustic guitar and singing the song that it's not lacking anything mm -hmm. you know so everything else that i add on top of that is is cool and and can make it really beautiful and lush but the song doesn't lack anything when it's when it's at that core space. And that's, you know, that's my goal. I'm telling you, I don't ne necessarily always achieve that goal, but I try. Um, so yeah, when I go out, uh, depending on what, you know, what the show is and, and whether I can afford to take a big band out with me, you know, sometimes you can't, it's not always possible. Right. But I have a, I have anywhere from solo shows to duo shows with a, with a friend of mine that plays pedal steel and guitar and yeah. and is able to play keyboards and sing and stuff. So, and then full band shows would be, you know, bass, drums, pedal steel, guitar. Right. And I, I've been playing with a vibe player lately. So he's, he's playing keyboards and a little bit of acoustic guitar, but he mostly plays vibes on some of the songs. So it adds like a different right. element. Right. Right. Beautiful. It is a very different, uh, environment for a musician like yourself these days and say it wasn't in the, in the 70s i'm an old guy so i can remember the 70s uh you know bands were together or artists had tour and they they tour to support the record and they'd have backing from a label and blah 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 and it's probably even better than different than when you started just you know however long ago you did 15 20 years ago Is yeah it better or worse now for you do you think oh man you know I would like to, I don't, I, it seemed like it was more <laughs> just geared towards like, you could just be a musician back then. Right. Maybe I, 
like i i feel like i feel like there's a lot more involved in it these days like going back to the social media thing and like um you're you're kind of wearing all the hats when you go out and that's that's challenging because it's already a really hard existence you know if you're going to be a touring musician it's it's there's enough just getting to the show and playing the shows and then being away from home and being ungrounded and uh so yeah i i i don't want to complain and say that it's (laughs) yeah you know it's harder but i i think it might be harder i think there's more there's more to it now that that uh i think people expect more out of artists one thing i've noticed too that i that i think about a lot is like people expect like some sort of uh story behind everything you know you, everything you, has a backstory yes yeah yeah <laughs> you're and, right i'm fine with that but it's 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 different than what i grew, grew up on like right. musically you maybe didn't know anything about that artist but you had all these like ideas of who that artist was Bro, yeah well like for instance song. you know led zeppelin 4 when it came out i remember that nobody talked about the backstory nobody went and talked to jimmy page and suggested that this was part of this you listened to the record you turned it up you went to the show yeah (laughs) that was it you didn't need to to be enticed by like their personal trauma story that they went through you know i mean everyone's got problems and musicians have a lot of problems and a lot of times that's what leads them into an artistic avenue yeah uh i think it's unfortunate that we have to like spell everything out you know i i feel like uh, i feel like it's more fun to not know you know uh you know, I think a lot of people, you know, nowadays you have to like describe every song and talk about all the details and you have to tell them, you know, what, what was, what was going on in your life, you know, yeah. like, or if you don't have a story, then it's not, yeah, yeah. people get it, you know, so it's, to me, that's a, a, a weird turn in, in our existence as a, yeah. uh, and some creative. people seem to thrive on it. Like for instance, I was watching the Grammys yesterday. Taylor Swift is all over the place, you know, and everybody knows who every song was written about. And and she seems to be just fine with that. And so do they. So, yeah. Did you watch the Grammys? What did you think of it? Uh, I did not watch the Grammys. I was actually, um, I had been invited over to uh, some friend's house. They were, right. they were kind of doing a send off for me. And oh. I, played, I played a little set of the new music just on acoustic guitar and right. had a really cool night that night. So nice. um but I, I miss the Grammys. I, I yeah, I, you know, it's it, it's a different world. You know, I, I uh, Band of Horses. We were nominated for Infinite Arms, um, and didn't win. But it, it's just kind of I don't I don't really know what what all that is. You know, I I don't know like competition and music and like who right. went. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's a great showcase, and a lot of people it brings you know. And there was a beautiful thing with Joni, Joni Mitchell performing at age 80, you know, and singing both sides now. So yeah, that, that was all right. And fast car, and, uh, Tracy Chapman and all that. So, so there was oh, really? some nice moments in it, you know, if, if, if you look at it that way, but yeah, I mean, I don't even think anybody cares who wins anymore. So right. <laughs> who has the most money at the end, I think, <laughs> which, which I think Taylor Swift is winning that one. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. Oh, well, I just wanted to touch on the last song, "Arrow to Bow," which I think 
uh, was uh, released as a split single about a year or so ago. Is it the same version or have you re-recorded it? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, man, you did your research. You, you found all these details. Um, yeah, Aaron <laughs> Bo, I forgot that I had done that. I forgot. I, I recorded the, the Jason Little, that. right? Yeah. Jason Lytle. Yeah. yeah Lytle, Lytle and uh, my friend Kramis. He, he, we did that split single. Um, that was a version that I did here in my, in my house. Like this is my little music room that I'm in right now. And it's, uh, yep. so I, I did that one all by myself here. Uh, this is way more, this has like Scott Moore playing strings and right. yeah, it's a, it's a big, ver a bigger version of it and more fully realized version of the, of the song. release day anything you can talk to people play out sit at yeah home, I'm, going, so I'm doing something tonight in my in my town uh there's a place uh, called citizen vinyl where i pressed the album oh cool it's a they have a pressing plant and they have like a cafe with a stage so i'm going to go down there and like listen to the record with some people and and you know and talk about it with with whoever shows up and then uh release day i'll be in nashville uh at a record store at at grimy's and i knew it was going to be grimy's i yeah I went to nashville <laughs> for the first time about a year ago to americana fest and oh cool made a few purchases at grimy's myself <laughs> yeah legendary spot yeah it looks like you you've purchased a few yeah, of those. i got carried away <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic man i love it i love yeah. it what do you um yeah that's what i'll be doing and then hitting the road kind of like shortly after that so all right to support, hopefully i'll come your way that would you be know. nice yeah yeah we're talking about it you know it, it's uh not easy as you know to get all right. the way over but uh yeah that that would be my dream to yep. make it make and, it back and, and people still seem reticent to get out and about in crowds even at this you know 2024 you know i just went to a show a couple weeks or last it was past weekend i thought would have been packed and it was fairly sparsely attended and it was kind of sad to see you know and must yeah be that's that's kind of what uh the nerves are for me about about heading back out it's just i you know it, it is that way like i all across the board i think numbers are down for people coming out um yeah. for a big band so it's uh you know we'll see how it goes i i really hope people come out you know um and support it because it, it is you know that touring is the way you make your living at, at this and yep. it's the way I'll be able to continue to keep making records. So. Well, you got to have some vinyl at the merch table. That's where the big money is, isn't it? <laughs> right. That's it, right. it seems to be here. At least, uh, do you say there's a pressing plant in Asheville? Yeah, it's called Citizen Vinyl. They've, uh, they've been open for a handful of years now and uh, they're pressing a lot of records. I, I had, I had all mine made there. Yeah. Um, and they're maybe going to be working on some uh, pressing some of my stuff that's never been on vinyl. And oh, cool! Yeah, there's yeah, a there new one that opened really here cool. in Auckland called Holiday. Because I think up until recently there was like one place in 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 Prague that was pressing everything, and yeah. <laughs> suddenly there's a, a demand for more and more records, which is a yeah, good thing. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely uh, backed up. Yeah, big time. Like people weren't able to get their records in time. So now I think there's a a lot of new places that opened up, and they seem to be doing well. You know, there it's fun to watch. There's a in that place. There's a big window. Oh. Uh, from the cafe into the pressing plant, so you can sit there and have coffee and watch the guys in there, like uh, you know, actually pressing the vinyl. And... I don't think I've ever seen a record be pressed. Now that would be fascinating. It's, it's pretty cool to watch. Yeah, it's uh, they have all the different colors of vinyl you can choose from, and just right. yeah, it, it's it's quite a thing to see. Yeah, and, and we get into a debate about whether colored vinyl is good or bad for the sound quality and all that stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you might you might probably know about that. I, I'd say like... picture discs are kind of wobbly. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. got a few of those, and they could have sounded better. But colored vinyl seems to be fine. I think. Yeah, it is what it yeah. is. Anyway. Yeah. All righty. Well, this is all very exciting. And, and uh, I can see that you're excited about the record. We are too. So thank you for spending time with me talking about it. It's uh, hope it does everything you want it to do. And hopefully you'll make your way down to this part of the world too. I hope so. And I, I have to say thank you so much for, for giving me the time and, and, oh. and talking about <laughs> the record. I, yeah, it really means a lot. Every, every, everybody that talks about it is such a big help. So thank you for, for spending your time talking to me. Happy to help. All righty. Have a great day or evening in the case with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>